when when I joined Five Star, you know, uh, unknowingly um, from both parties, Christian and myself, we were in a room together. I was battling with a uh, drug addiction. May 1st, this coming May 1st will be my two years of sobriety uh, from all drugs and alcohol. And uh, so my third month here, I, uh, you know, had kind of a heart heartbreaking situation in my life that was enough pain I needed to create the change in my life and be saved by Christ and go through recovery myself. Doing this all on the side, uh, it was very important to me that my journey never affected my work here at Five Star, but my dad and I talk about all the time, what a blessing that I work for a company whose mission of profit on purpose and um, whose foundation of these Christian principles are truly to support those for a second chance. Welcome to our uh, first ever uh, meeting with the President's Award winner to ask five questions with Five Star, right? So let me introduce everybody to our guest, Jared Young. Hi, Jared. Hey, guys. How are you? Doing really good, buddy. Um, you know, right before this, I got to introduce you on our uh, on our podcast, monthly podcast, as the President's Award winner, and I got to share that um, I actually got to sit in on your interview. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I remember it like it was yesterday, even though it was a little over two years ago. And I, I remember meeting you for the first time. I said, I said, Jared is one of the few people in the organization who can who can match my energy level and <laughs> and my ability to talk. Uh, absolutely. Hey, I, I have big shoes to fill coming for you, Christian. So I gotta I gotta step it up. No, your energy is awesome. Um, I know you bleed and love this company and it comes out in your work. It comes out in just in you. And I absolutely love seeing everything about you on Facebook and the, and the kind of the transitions that you're going through in your life. It's absolutely beautiful to watch. And, and I just, I love having you in my life and I love having you as a friend and as a co coworker. So thank you. I feel the same way. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. So let's jump in here. You already answered kind of my first question. You've been here just over two years. Yep. Talk about what you do here and kind of what your role does uh, for our company. Yeah, absolutely. So um, on paper, I'm the pay-per-click specialist, but um, my role definitely uh, goes larger than that. But essentially, I manage and um, oversee our digital footprint on Google. Uh, Google is a huge lead generator for our company. So whether it's Google My Business, Google Local Service Ads, or the AdWords aspect, my job is truly optimizing our search campaigns, our display campaigns, making sure that our bid strategies are competitive with our competitors, and that ideally we are keeping our costs low and our revenue high, which is what we want to see, big ROIs. Um, so that's that's a major role in my day-to-day, -day, but also helping guys like Eric, our communications manager, execute our text and email campaigns and bring in some leads, baby. That's what we're all about here in the marketing team. Qualified right. warm leads, too. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll sell those not-so-good leads to the, com to the competitors, right? <laughs> right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. We can take those. <laughs> Um, so, um, I want to get to know you a little bit more on a personal level. Tell me about, you know, tell me a little bit about you outside of work, family, you got pets, what's going on with you outside of here? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I do have, I have a twin brother, so there is two of me though. We are fraternal. We sound exactly alike. We don't look anything alike though. Same voice, different bodies and faces, but, um, my brother and I run a YouTube channel. 
Um, it's all about retro video games and nostalgia hunting. Uh, we relive our childhood of things that we bonded over. And through content creation, it's really strengthened our friendship as brothers. On top of that, um, I'm also a full-time editor for another YouTube channel. We just hit 110,000 subscribers. Uh, we At this point, we are an international channel. I mean, we have uh, viewerships from all over the world pulling in hundreds of thousands of views a week on our uh, long-form content. So I'm really proud of that. And uh, so when I leave the office, I go right back to work. Uh, I always make the jokes with Eric and uh, some of our team. I'm like, well, about to go at it. <laughs> the bigger channel, um, the guys that I work with out in California, Southern California, that channel is called Pixel Game Squad. And then the channel I run with my twin brother that I star in a lot of the videos is called Retro Gaming Pandemic. As a digital marketer, we started that channel during the pandemic. So I was like, oh, pandemic's going to be a hot SEO keyword. Let's throw it in the channel name. So, um, so and, um, and to answer the pet question, I have a 14-year-old diabetic cat named Oscar. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> just, just to pull the heartstrings a little bit. Oh, my God. Of course you do. Um, yeah. So now I'm not going to let you off the hook because I don't. I think if we were to have a style competition here at Five Star, you would definitely be a in the competition, and you'd probably be top five. I would say. Talk to me a little oh, about. Man. I see you out there and some of the stuff. First, love the starter jackets. Love the starter yes. jackets. Love all the retro. Talk to me about how you got into that stuff and just what that means to you. Yes, yeah, so, I mean. My last name is Young, so I'm inherently young forever, which is what I always say. But I, I really believe that uh, vintage and nostalgia has always been a passion of mine. I, I loved growing up as a kid in the 90s, and I was a big Michael Jordan fan. I literally have a Michael Jordan tattoo on my body. Um, so I, I love the fashion and the culture and the uh, just the, the licensing and everything that is within the 90s. So vintage clothing has been a big passion of mine to kind of see the old shirts, the band tees and uh, the Simpson tees and the cartoons and things. So uh, I, we, me and my friends go out to flea markets and try to find the best deals. But you know what? The value of these articles, the start old school starter jackets, things like that have increased so much and they're becoming right. harder to find. So, I mean, part of this, I mean, people have built reselling businesses based off this kind of niche of vintage. And I mean, we're talking about very lucrative businesses too. So at this point, my collection, I kind of view more as inventory because I'm constantly posting on eBay and marketplace too, you know, flipping clothes on the side just to you know fund my collection are you on depop i have been on depop yes uh yeah that upcycling is like a huge yeah depop you take too much money out from us i have a i have two i have a 25 year old and and a 21 year old daughter so you know uh trying to find gifts for them is difficult i often have to go to depop to try to find something it's a it's a great place there's a lot of sellers and a lot of interesting articles of clothing so yeah um let's switch gears here for a second uh i'm i'm really curious about this because you are somebody that works in our marketing team right you're somebody you're not somebody who goes out in the world and serves our customer every day but i think 
you have to think a lot about our customer. You have to think a lot about how our customer thinks, how they respond, what are their actions going to be, right? So what would your tips be? Like if, if you could give some tips to our frontline workers, to the people who are out there actually, you know, shaking hands with our customers every day, what are some tips you would provide on how to deliver that five-star experience? Yeah, absolutely. So I always say that, Empathy is the best way to lead in any situation, even as an expert. And if uh, we are the experts on home services, so leading with empathy is very important. So that would be kind of my first kind of tip. And when I say that, putting yourself in the customer's shoes and understanding the journey, the types of homes you're going into, the types of day they may be having where you you sense some frustration and how to kind of work with that. So that, that really would be my number one tip as a digital marketer. Our job is to understand that customer journey so we can better cater our messaging uh, to seek a better conversion and result with what we're trying to sell. Um, so uh, always lead with empathy. Yeah. It's like when we ought, we, it's rare, right? I mean, it's rare that we meet our customers when they're having a very good day. You know, typically if they've called us, they're having a bad day. They're having a bad day. <laughs> yeah, there's a, so, there's a leak in their basement and they have no heat. It's freezing out. I mean, they have families too and plans that they have to cater around. So yeah, we're, we're going in already in a tough situation and we're trying so to sell a service. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I yeah. think it's an opportunity, right? It's an opportunity to say, I know this customer's probably having a bad day. How can I turn that bad day around? How can I give them that that experience that now all of a sudden when I leave, now they're having a good day, right? And and maybe right. they make the connection that bad day, five star came along, good day. Man, maybe I should give these guys another call. Absolutely. And also, we hope refer to their neighbors and friends too, you know. Love it. Um, okay, I'm gonna switch gears again on you, keeping you on your oh, toes here. I like this, um, and I think you're gonna, I think you're gonna be okay with this because I see you post a lot about this on social media. Yep. Okay, yep. I want you to talk a little bit about your journey. You, when you came yeah. to us, you were in a different place than you are today. Yeah, I, I, I would love to share this, Christian. I really appreciate cool. you asking this question. Um, so, j- just a kind of a background on myself. Um, when when I joined Five Star. You know, uh, unknowingly, um, from both parties, Christian and myself, we were in a room together. I was battling with uh, drug addiction. And unknowingly, I found that Christian had a past with uh, drug addiction. And I just remember kind of sitting in my chair during the interview being like, man, I, I really am gravitating towards this company. And I didn't know about the second chance, the... Uh, the uh, profit on purpose emerge. I didn't know any of this at this point. And I had other opportunities too. I mentioned uh, while I was interviewing, looking for my next um, employment opportunity. And the whole time I was thinking, man, I I have this deep secret though. That's kind of, that's haunting me. And I, if, if he only knew, maybe I wouldn't be as attractive as a candidate, regardless, um, I joined the company and accepted the offer. And I I remember, you know, my first meeting with Kip, Kip saying, you know, you're an answer to my prayers. And I thought in the back of my head, Kip, you don't realize five star is an answer to my prayers. And um, so May 1st, this coming May 1st will be my two years of sobriety. 
uh, from all drugs and alcohol. And uh, so my third month here, I, uh, you know, had kind of a heart heartbreaking situation in my life that was enough pain I needed to create the change in my life and be saved by Christ and go through recovery myself. Doing this all on the side, uh, it was very important to me that my journey never affected my work here at Five Star. But my dad and I talk about all the time what a blessing that I work for a company whose mission of profit on purpose and um, whose foundation of these Christian principles are truly to support those for a second chance and recovering addicts like me making us feel loved and that you know we're good people man we're good people and um so i appreciate all the the pats on the back while i'm going through this and uh it was it it meant the world to me christian and it still does and i really mean that it's such a powerful story i love it i love seeing all your posts i love i i was so proud of you the day that you finally told me what was going on and you know this is not, this is not a personal, um, thing, right? We aren't, there's no judgment for you as a person, right? You're dealing with something that is beyond your control. Um, and so how, how could I ever be mad at you? Right. I could never be mad at you for that problem. Right. So, but it's hard for people outside of, you know, the recovery circles who don't live that world to always understand that, but I'm so proud of you. You are such a blessing to our company and, and I'm just so thrilled to have you on the team. So, um, you know, I think very highly of you and I, I think, um, you know, you're just such a dynamic personality, such a dynamic person. Um, and I'm super excited to see, you know, what the future holds for you here at Five Star. I'm excited too, Christian. I mean, I really am. Good. Awesome. Well, now is the time where you get to turn the tables and I guess you get to ask me a question and I am like, I'm legitimately nervous because I know you and Eric probably work something <laughs> up good here. <laughs> So, so you know, I'm very passionate about nostalgia and specifically video games. And mm. um, I wanted to kind of throw a fun question at you. Growing up as a kid, what's your what was your favorite video game, and what's a specific memory you can remember of that game, whether it be with your family or friends or siblings? Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, I'm of that kind of generation where I was a little too young for the like the Atari. Like I remember, I remember like some neighbor had an Atari and like, I think I went over there a couple of times, but I was a little too young. It didn't grab me, you know, but when Nintendo came out, I'm like prime time, you know, original 1985, NES. baby. Yeah. So I was five. I, I, I think I got one when I was six. I think on my sixth birthday, I got a, a Nintendo NES um, from my grandmother. Um, and uh, she used to take me to Toys R Us and let me buy stuff. And she was great, great lady. And um, so uh, obviously, you know, played all the traditional stuff. You know, you get Mario, Duck Hunt, all that stuff. Um, but the game. So there was a summer we were building a house. And so we had a my parent, my parents and I, we had a condo at a, at a scheme. I grew up in Maine. Right. So we had a very small condo at a, at a ski mountain. My my dad just came here as a ski instructor. I started skiing before I could walk. Um, and so my mom and I had to go live in the condo all summer um, while our house was being built. OK, because we'd sold our other house and we were building this house. Well, you can imagine not a lot of people around at right. a ski resort in the summertime, you know, and I was like, you know, I was like seven or eight years old and, uh, and I was bored out of my mind, you know? And so the only thing I had to keep my attention, um, was Nintendo. And that was, uh, I had that game excite bike, um, excite bike, right. And one of the greatest things about excite bike is you could build your own track. 
and you could add your jumps and your bumps and and uh and if you put too many of like the pyramid together your guy would like really slow down you know and i would like just build these tracks and just try to see if i could like almost break the game you know and just like so that is like um that is is probably i I'd say it was that, and then the other one was uh, the Santa Cruz, the multi-sport Santa Cruz game. Uh, oh, yeah. Like the yep. Uh, yep. the skateboarding and the I, I was always into like extreme so, sports growing up. So, so I, I think you're referencing a game called California Games. California is, Games, is, California Games. That's what. It, yep. Yep. California Thank you, Jared. Games. Excellent game. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So those those are my two, and then um, you know always the the uh, <laughs> you know uh, I, I'm going to say I I may have may or may not have broken a few Nintendo remotes along the way when Mario wouldn't do the jump that I thought he, that I, I've definitely oh, yeah. pressed that button. And then I slam the, <laughs> slam the remote down <laughs> or the controller down. Yeah. This so. is why I buy every NES controller I see at a flea market because <laughs> it could just snap. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Well, listen, man, I appreciate you so much. Um, you are you. absolutely deserving of the President's Award for the month of January. Um, and uh, we are thrilled to have you on the team. And I appreciate you for spending a little bit of time with me. Thank you, Christian. I really appreciate it. Take care, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. If you found this episode helpful, make sure to give us a follow and leave a review.